Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. All right, let's go to our Bibles and let's go to Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28, on this Father's Day, I almost, I almost, really close, was going to preach last year's Father's Day message, which is a message called To Be Fathered, that was just one that was just so much utterance that it was just something to where it brought so much revelation to me personally. You know, you got to understand that sometimes when I preach these things, it's the first time I hear it. I, I, the way the Lord works with me in, in preparing messages is what I consider vague. Where a lot of times, you know, it, it's not something that I, I study the word, I read the word, and I, I, I come into relationship with him. But, but I've tried to just sit down on Friday nights or Saturday nights, like with Bibles out and concordances, and try to, try to study out a message. But that's not how he gives it to me. Usually he just breathes something into me, and then I got to go to his word to dig it out. There's times he'll give me the name of the message, and then he'll have me go into the word, and then he'll breathe the, the, the scriptures to me, scriptures that I didn't even know were there. But, but, but God breathed something new into me today, so we're going to go to Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 says this, and Jacob went out from Beersheba. And he went toward Haran, and he lighted, or he stayed upon a certain place, and he tarried there all night, because the sun was set. Listen to this. This is the position of life he was in. And he took the stones of that place, and he put them for his pillows, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Have you ever felt that in your life? That even when you're going to go to sleep, it's like you're sleeping on stones. I tell you what, there's a rock that is coming. And he dreamed, verse 12, and he dreamed and behold a ladder set upon the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and of the God of Isaac And the land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. Only God can promise abundance when your pillows are stones. Only God can promise an abundance, a supernatural harvest, when literally you don't even have anything to sleep on. That's the God that you serve. And he comes in, he says, I am the God of your father Abraham. And the God of Isaac, Isaac was his dad. And the land where you lie, I will give it to you and to thy seed. Verse 14. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen? I'm going to preach a message today by the authority of the kingdom of God. 
and by the utterance of the Spirit called a new father. Amen? A new father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I just honor you and I glorify you. Father God, I ask just for an intimate touch of your presence in this house as your word is brought forth, Lord God. I humble myself before you. I ask for you to purify this vessel, Lord God. I ask for the unction and the utterance of your Holy Spirit to boldly declare this word that your truth begins to resonate in the hearts of these people and that your glory comes and rests in this house. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you for being the Father that you are. And the church shouted, Amen. I love this because God always uses totally and completely unlikely people. And even when you think, you know, he promises something to Abraham. Abraham, you are going to be the father of nations. His name was Abram. He changes his name to Abraham, which literally means father to many. So I've said this before, but imagine Abraham, his, his first day back at work, and it said, Abram, are you here? He goes, Abraham, Abram, it's Abraham, <laughs> Abraham, you're old, your woman's old, you ain't got no kids, why'd you say your name is Abraham? He carried that 25 years, 25 years, and then an angel showed up. Some people consider the angel of the Lord to be the, the preeminence of Christ Jesus in the Old Testament. Because there was a time where the angel of the Lord came and the people worshipped him and the angel received worship and only Christ Jesus receives worship. So this promise is given to a man that has no child, a man whose wife is barren, but God says, I can work with this. Well, God, there ain't nothing there. Exactly. I can work with this. Because we've got to remember that the God we're talking about, the God that goes down, is the one that looks at nothing, looks at dust, looks at dirt, and molds it, forms it, and then he breathes on it. And man becomes a living soul because we walk with a creator. Our father is a creator. He makes all things new. He renovates the broken, and he gives dreams to those who sleep on pillows of stone. Isaac comes. Isaac walked pretty good. Isaac, Isaac walked the straight and the narrow, but then guess what? Then Jacob came. Jacob literally means deceiver. Remember, he's the one that grabbed onto the brother's toe. He, he was trying to get his way right, right from the beginning of all things. And everything he did was lying and cheating. Remember, he stole the birthright. Esau was hungry instead of just saying, man, here's, here's a bowl of stew. He says, no, nah, man, give me your birthright. Always conniving, always thieving. And even more than that, mama joined in and stole the blessing as well. So that was his whole life. Now he finds himself in a place where he's wandering, he's scared, he's alone, ain't nobody around, and he has got nothing. Abraham was rich, Isaac was rich, but the deceiver was found with nothing but stones to lay on his head. 
Isn't that interesting that it's in the brokenness that God shows up and he shows that his angels are ascending and descending. You know why they're ascending? Because they were already on the, on the scene. The angels of God were already there. In John chapter 1, Jesus says, you shall see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Showing Jesus was on the scene. Jacob was a liar. Jacob was a deceiver. But God had already spoken to his daddies. God connected him. God shows up. I am the Lord God. Of Abraham, your father, and of Isaac. And because I am a God of generations, what I promised to your dad and to, and to his son now folds over to you. Now all of a sudden, we are in covenant. God established it through fatherhood. God took others' fathers, his, his grandfather... His promise, when his grandfather and his, and his wife were barren and could not have a child, they even slipped up and birthed an Ishmael, but God was still good. See, even in our sin, even in our brokenness, God will still hold to his word because he doesn't break his word. But he'll carry us through it. There's decisions that you can make that will make you walk through the fire, walk through the valley, but his purpose is still that the giant's head comes off. Because he's a God that cuts giant's heads off. See, the promise was connected. See, he had to show Jacob that, listen, I'm not just, because I am a father myself, I'm not going to just judge you on one moment. I'm not going to just judge you on sleeping on stones right now. But because I am a father, I look at everything. I'm speaking to you because I was a father to Abraham. I'm speaking to you in your brokenness and in your lack because I was a father to Isaac. Now I'm about to show you, son, sleeping on stones who the father is. And he brought up Jacob. This is through all the stuff, all the deceiving. Jacob birthed the 12 tribes. He literally became a nation. And it is the nation in which now we walk in. Through Christ Jesus, now we enter those blessings. Do you know that the Lord God of Abraham, the Lord God of, of Isaac, the Lord God of Jacob, now he is your God. He is the Lord God of Patrick. He is the Lord God of Dwight. He is the Lord God of Mount Sterling. Because he's a father, he doesn't just look at one moment. I will never judge my kids on one moment. And in the same way, when I bust their hide in that moment, I don't want them to judge me in that moment. Right? Zeke kind of said amen. But see, as a father, we have got to look at everything. We have to be a father in moments 
But because God is our father, we also have to look at the expanse. What's best for the child here and not just here? What's God calling here that I need to carry here? That's why the father gives identity. He speaks identity. Because when the father speaks identity, he puts you in the path for destiny. Think about it in, in Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, right? We always know David and Goliath, David and Goliath, David and Goliath, right? One day Jesse said, David, come here. Go send some love to your brothers. Take this corn, take this meal. And Jesse, Jesse didn't just do that, but he says, and then take this and give it to the captains of the thousand. Jesse put together a care package, not only for his sons that were in the battles, but he also gave provision to the warriors, to the leaders. So David sets the sheep aside with a herder, and he goes off not to kill Goliath, but to serve the father. Remember, Jesse was there a chapter earlier when he says, here are my sons. Eliab was just sitting there like this. Samuel goes, this got to be the one. God's like, not even close. Moves on. Samuel goes, is there anybody else? Well, I got, I got, I got the run. I got the run of the litter. He's out in the field. In front of all of them, Samuel poured that oil on his head and said, this is my king. Jesse's still thinking about that, and he sends him on a mission. He had no clue what he was doing, but David was anointed to kill Goliath. Jesse didn't even know it. But see, that's how the kingdom works. The kingdom works by fathering. That even though we, we do something as a spiritual father, there might be something that I ask you to do. And, in, and to me, it's, it's the most minute, simple task. But what I don't know is that the father is mixing destiny inside of it. Jesse just says, I want to give the boys bread. I, I want to give the generals bread. But he didn't know that his son was walking with the oil dripping down his head saying, today a giant's going to die. That was done through obedience to a father. Because the kingdom is all about fathers. Everything was to do, of what Jesus wanted to do, was to connect us to the father. L listen to this. In, in John 20, John chapter 20 verse 16. John 20, 16. The reason I say it 30 times is because I never give them my verses. John 20, 16. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go, listen to this, go and tell my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father. 
unto my God and unto your God. There was a gap nobody could cross. Then Jesus hung on the cross and made all things new. I've said it before. What's the point of him bleeding on the cross for you to be forgiven of your sin if you're still fatherless? You're still not given identity. Because if we just live in, 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 a, in, a, uh, in a mindset of, of sin being defeated, we'll always still go back and look at our past. But when the Father speaks, he goes, no, 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 I've made all things new. See, the Father constantly speaks identity. So Jesus comes here and shows you why, why Jesse sent David. He shows you why the Father sent Abraham, Isaac, now I'm talking to you, Jacob, while you're sleeping on a stone. Jesus is coming forth saying, man, there's something new that is coming. You don't even realize it. You don't even understand it. But I'm about to step into a throne room, and he is going to be your father. That's the purpose of Christ. No, 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 no. Mary, don't hold me. I ain't done yet. It's unthinkable. It doesn't make sense. Nor comprehends how much the Father loved us. The Father loved you that he sent his Son. The Son so loved the Father that he obeyed him unto death and even the death of a cross. How much are you worth today? Not by the world's currencies, but by the kingdoms. How much are you worth? How much are your children worth to the kingdom? How much is that city worth to the kingdom? Is it worth being ridiculed, persecuted, trashed, attacked to plant a church? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Well, what if your family won't like you for a time? What if they're going to reject you and come against you and think you're crazy? Is it worth it? He's worth it all. He's worth it all. That's what it's all about. I ascend into my Father, into your Father, into my God, into your, into your God. And then Mary Magdalene goes and tells him these things. Jesus was coming to present something new. Because we looked at God as this inanimate object up there that we can't come to, we can't attain. All we can do is be in total fear. Because they didn't understand the difference between fear and reverence. Because if your children fear you, then it won't be true love. But if they reverence you, they want to bring you honor and it will cause them to have a spirit of excellence. So when you see domineering and domineering and domineering, it lowers who they are. It breaks identity. I've had parents talk to me about, you know, I've never, I've never spanked my child. You know, what do I need to do now? I said, well, the first thing you need to do is don't beat them for the last five years that you didn't spank. Because parents will think, okay, if I'm starting this now, who knows there's a little bit of rebellion in the kid. 
Who knows that's a natural gift? Rebellion. I didn't have to teach my kids to lie. They just came up with it themselves. So all those things, no, 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 no. We, we don't need to recap because God's, God's going to meet you here and he'll take all this too. So we can't do that. We can't beat them for the last five years that we didn't. But what we need to do is enforce identity. The reason, the reason I want you to do this is because God has called you. We always talk about the negative, the negative, and we need to talk about the sin. We need to talk about the negative. Well, what about destiny? Baby, you can't do this because God has this for you. So everything is about what God has and not what the devil is moving in. We so many times give so much glory to the devil. Oh, the devil's attacking me, the devil's attacking me. You mean you're being attacked because you didn't control your mouth? You know how many times we need to ruffle through a bunch of garbage because we couldn't keep our mouths shut? And the whole time the Holy Spirit was going, no, no, don't say that, don't say that. And then we say it, and then the, the consequences are, well, the devil's attacking me. No, you attach yourself. But see, we don't like to call ourselves out on the carpet, even though that's what the Bible says to do. The Bible says judge yourself, and you don't need to be judged. How do you judge yourself? I got 66 books to help you, and they're all good. But that's what a father does. See, the Father comes and gives you identity. Jesus is going to present us to God. Do you know that we're going to walk before God and Jesus himself is going to present? He's going to present you to the Father. That's how much he loves you. That's why in every moment he can't judge you and cast you away because he's put too much in you. Now watch this. This is the... the, the where the new father comes in. Jesus presented us something completely new. Because the Jews suffered under God when they didn't need to. Because we talk about God being just a, just a harsh God in the Old Testament. But man, he was so loving in the Old Testament. You know how many times he says, man, we done. Let's start over. And Moses had relationship. And it says God changed his mind. That's what relationship does. Relationship comes from obedience. Relationship comes from surrender. That we're not dictating a relationship. We're growing in the relationship. And that's why our kids need to understand that, no, we're parents. I'm going to be their friend, but there's an aspect where there's a separation. I'm not here to be their buddy. I'm here to raise them that they attain the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Because one day they're going to stand before the throne. And God is going to ask Ezekiel, Elise, and Isaiah, present your works to me of this, this, and this. And they will have to give an account. As the father, I have to put that in them because Jesus says, I'm going to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. See, he gave them a new father. He gave them something new, and this is why. 1 Timothy 1, verse 2 says this. 
unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. The church this day says this, unto Timothy, my red-headed stepchild, judgment, condemnation, and guilt from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We live a life without a heart of a father condemning people into submission. It's the same thing when the Bible talks about being married. Wives, submit to your husband. Listen, if I love her like Christ loved the church, she'll have no issue submitting to me. Because she knows that I always want what's best for her. I try to push her to levels that she has never touched, but I know God's called her for it. Sometimes she gets mad at me at doing it. But see, it's the father in me and a spiritual head over my house that says, no, 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 no. We, we ain't going to do mundane Christianity. We're going to go deep. There was a time where a, a, a teacher was in a meeting, and she said, okay, so I, I've got to say this because this was so crazy. This young boy was on the playground, tripped and fell and hurt himself, and this other little boy walked over, laid hands, says, where does it hurt? Laid hands and prayed. And it was something like with the shoulder or the neck. And prayed. And the little boy goes, do you feel better? And the little boy went, yeah. And this other little boy went, no, 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 come on, stretch it out. Stretch, show it, show it. And they said, I, I've never seen that before. Another teacher from a different school goes, is that Ezekiel Lager? The other teacher went, Yes! You mean this is common for him? There's something different. There's something different. Because I realize even though he is my son, he has a father. He has a father that's somebody else. All of a sudden, Paul says, now this is, now Timothy, you are my son in the faith. Mercy. Grace and peace be unto you by our Father. Titus chapter 1 verse 4. To Titus, my own son after the common faith. What does he give him? I give you grace. I give you mercy. I give you peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. Jesus Christ opened up the earth. He opened up the kingdom and released it and gave us a father. But we serve a God of multiplication. Because now we become fathers. Well, Patrick, I don't have no kids. Then raise some spiritual ones up. This is a house where we want to build sons and daughters of God because sons and daughters eventually grow up, you know what they become? They become fathers. I know, I know people around the world that do not have physical children, blood children. But they have a house where at least 10 people run up to him and says, Daddy, I love you. And kisses him on the cheek. You know why? 
because there's new fathers from the kingdom. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. I'm not here, I'm not here to fill this auditorium. I'm here to fill up heaven. If this is our number, then tell you what, I'm going to put you to work. Because we're here to build. We're here to father. We're here to breathe identity. And my God, we're going to do opposite of the religious world and the church world because we are here to give grace, mercy, and peace. Because the seat of God is the mercy seat. Well, Patrick, what about their sin? What about this? Let God deal with their sin. Because let me tell you something. The world is sick of the church dealing with sin. Because the church is bathed in sin. I don't know which is the goat, which is the sheep. All I know is they all stink. But then Jesus comes and says, listen, it's not about this stuff. It's not about these rules and these regulations. It's about removing this heart of stone and putting in a heart of flesh that God begins to write on a heart. And we begin to be changed. We begin to be moved. We begin to be molded. That now I'm walking as a son, not as a servant. See, you can work in a business and they don't give you no stock options, meaning now you work for them, but you ain't a part of them. In the kingdom, he says, you walk in as a son. Jesus says, Father, the same glory that you have given me, I give to them. Why, why would he give us his glory? Could it be that he wants you to be a father? What's her name? Heidi Baker is the one that she does uh, the missions. I think she lives in uh, Mongolia, I think it is. She only comes back to the States just a couple times a year. She is the mother of the nation. Why? Because the apostolic is all about fathering. Paul says, are all apostles, are all prophets? No, because an apostle is one person. But the apostolic is all of us. And the, and the foundational element of the apostolic is fathering. It's nurturing. It's that if you feel a call to get behind this thing, I'll not only teach you, help you, but then I'll hand it to you. And if you want to be a pastor, I'll plant you. You don't have to take the name because I'm only concerned about one name. And it's the name above every other name. And that that name's cities will be joined together for the kingdom of God. Why? Because we are here to build some new fathers. And if you don't know what a good earthly father is, tell you what, we've got one here. He's called the king of glory, ancient of days. But don't let this Father Day pass you up and disregard what God has called each of us to do in the kingdom. Because that's why we're here. We're not here to play church on the earth. We're here to demonstrate it. The Greek word apostolos 
where we get the word apostle, literally means one whom is sent. And it's, and it's actually a Roman military word that the generals would go in and he would apostolos them into a region. So Christ Jesus has apostolosed me into Mount Sterling. And my, my purpose in Mount Sterling is not to have good church, not to preach real good, look real good, wear sucker pants, sweating like crazy. It's not for that. It's that if Jesus Christ were to walk in Mount Sterling, he would feel at home. See, we're here to shift the culture. Those old school newspaper things where you put in the thing and then it's like you got to have a supernatural gift to go. You know what I'm talking about? They have one out there at Cracker Barrel. And the, the paper sits right there. And all it is is this person was arrested. This person has confessed. This person's an on trial. And I look at that paper, and I can't remember who was with me. And I say, I prophesy that it's going to say headlines. Has Jesus come to Mount Sterling? Signs, wonders, and miracles with a big question mark. Let me answer your question. He's here. It has to come only by us being fathers to the people who come in. And us being fathers into the city. It doesn't move me when pastors from different states call me a spiritual father to them. That doesn't move me. What, what moves me is when they come to me and I can give them grace, mercy, and peace in the midst of their battle. And then just say, tell you what, give me a week and I'll show up on the battlefield. That's why we're here. But I want to tell you, it's not just about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's not just about Jesse and David. It's about Jesus who said, I, I, I'm going to my father and your father. I'm going to my God and your God. And it manifests as a new father because now we become fathers to the coming generations. Amen? Stand with me today.